Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. Your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B Minus. And uh, Randy, chilly California. I actually had, uh, I wore like a sweatshirt today because it was cold. What's that about? I love it. I love it. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I'm burying the lead. Happy birthday, man. Happy oh. birthday, Randy. Oh, that's right. It's <laughs> we all it's we were gonna sing Randall's was, we, birthday. We were Randy. Have a girl jump out of a cake. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. It's but, very exciting. Uh, How old are you, Randy? I am forty one years old this fine day. Oh wow, so man. I feel terrible. I didn't even remember it until just right when Randy said I that. I just was saving. I was yeah, Eric actually called me earlier today and I was like kind of waiting for it, <laughs> expecting it. It never came. I was like, all right, talk to you later. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no. I, 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 I had a I had a little celebration for you though today, just on my own. Just I did. Nice. Just so you know. I hey, I feel that man. That that means a lot to me. Thank you. Sure, anytime. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we got uh, we got the business out of the way. Uh, Randy, we're here. We're starting off with Ecuadorian Sumatra. Actually, is it just Sumatra? I think everything that we're smoking is Ecuadorian Sumatra, right? I believe it is, yes. I, I, I know what we're smoking today is Ecuadorian Sumatra. Indeed. And uh, it's a fantastic cigar. We'll get into that in a second. And uh, we're kicking the first pairing off. Uh, this was our guest selection. Uh, when I uh, asked uh, Pete Johnson to be on the show, um, he said, sure, and I told him we were going to smoke the 2020 Tatuaje TAA release, which that's the cigar we're smoking. And I said, what should we pair it with? You're the wine guy. Tell us. And he said to get a big Zen. So I'm hopeful that we all did that. Pete, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being here. How's everything going? Good, man. All good. I have a few comments to make. Mm. Already? Wow. I, I love <laughs> the fact that we're going to enjoy wine, but... But Randy's actually enjoying Topo Chico <laughs> in between every sip. Oh, you too. And I, I and I believe that Eric might have a little wine in him because he's a little a little red. Ooh. Just just no, saying. Hey, hey, we've been watching hockey all day long, and uh, I'm oh, just in the sun. I'm just finally getting into. Fiery. I'm just finally getting into my Zin, which I can't wait i am so excited about this show because i love zinfandel that is my jam if you guys follow me on facebook you know that almost every single night i have a zinfandel so tonight is the perfect night for me i don't know a lot about it but i know that i love it <laughs> it tastes good <laughs> it's provocative exactly it's okay i don't know a lot about it uh well that's that's unfortunate pete because we were relying on you to uh, have the wine <laughs> knowledge but we'll figure it out randy i'm sure has some talking points Drinking a beer too. I don't know what is going on over there. Um, <laughs> so, I like libations. What can I say? Uh, yeah, uh, Randy. The show uh, is brought to us by Drew Estate. How do you feel about that? Drew Estate 
is a fantastic and brilliant uh, sponsor of our show. We couldn't be more happy. Drew Estate has cigars for every kind of smoker, whether it's something sweet for the heat, like Deadwood Sweet Jane, something refined and Cubanesque like Herrera Esteli, or something to celebrate the occasions of life like Liga Pravada. Drew Estate has you covered. You can find Drew Estate cigars Anywhere that cigars are sold, head to drewestate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and experience the rebirth of cigars. That was that was sublime, my friend. Well done. Very well done. If this wasn't on a stand, I'd drop it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd never know that was the first time you read a, li- a live read. Uh, <clears throat> seriously, that was actually fun. <laughs> Did you do one last week? I wasn't. I missed a show last week. I had to be at the ballpark, yeah. and I feel like I haven't done a show in months. This feels really strange. Yeah, we missed you. It was really odd for me, like bringing us on the air. I've never done that before. It was weird not having you here. Like it's been tough not having you in studio with me, and then to just not have you anywhere in the in the area. It was tough. Uh, I did a little bit more of a goofy uh, read last week, but Jordan sabotaged it with the audio. <laughs> Not sure what, what what happened there. But, yes, uh, I did. <laughs> but but J- Jack convinced me to um, make some statement about having a great head of hair. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> that is weird. Why why would anybody want to talk about your hair? <laughs> I think it was Somebody Jack's hair. It was oh, Jack's, Jack's hair. It was oh, Jack's even, hair. Even better. We could talk about Eric's hair. It's oh, uh, you've look got at that hair. Look at this. Look at this. You've got a, that's a, a touch pretty of, nice, a little uh, more than a touch of gray in there. Look at that. Oh, that's that's, uh, that's I, a good look. I, I, I got a touch. I got a touch of black in there. A touch of black. Just Eric's a little bit. I actually one from the crew. Speaking of Jack, he uh, texted me the other day. It's our good friend Jack Hire, who's the uh, social media manager for Drew Estate. He texted me the other day, and. Um, Asked me if I was working the game or something. And it came up, and I didn't have his number saved on my phone. I was like, yeah, I don't know who this is. Mm. And, uh, and so his, his way of telling me was to uh, respond with a photo of him give, flipping me the bird, which is now the photo that will pop up every time he calls. Nice. And uh, I have him listed in my phone now as the Drew Estate uh, manager of the research department. And um, he wanted to... Uh, he wanted to to have a bet, so we have a like a like a mayor's bet kind of with this Giants and Rockies series, which is not going well for me. I'm I can hope for a tie at best, um, and I can't remember what the stakes were, but I just kind of agreed to it. And I thought about it today. I said, you know, I'm going to lose this bet. He texted me out of nowhere, the first time ever he's texted me, and I just agreed to it. I have a feeling that whatever I'm going to have to do is going to be terrible. It's not that bad. I believe you have to refer to him as your boss every time you're on the air. Hey. <laughs> you know, Did you know about that? Uh, oh, he informed me, I'm sure, moments after you agreed to it. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that, that's, that, that's just a bet I'm not going to follow through with. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, uh, let's move on. So, <clears throat> Pete, we're smoking this uh, Tatuaje TAA 2020. Um how many TAA releases have you have you had? This was actually the tenth. Oh, really? Yeah, the back tenth and uh, potentially the the final. No! Oh. Wow, you you you, bro- you broke uh, rank. I was gonna ask. I was trying to think if it was gonna be appropriate to ask you that because it's been rumored that uh, that this might have been your last run. Uh, can you tell us why? Is well, it you have a lucky number ten? Is this a Seinfeld thing? 
No, I actually, uh, I thought 10 would be a good last hurrah for a while and then take a break at least. But uh, my focus right now is to uh, do some type of small batch product for a PCA release um, that will actually go to our, you know, more retailers and it won't be so concentrated on just the 74 or whatever it is, uh, elite retailers. Elite in quotations. Ooh. <laughs> I, I saw the, the hand motion. I wasn't going to comment. Uh, <laughs> it, it almost was almost off camera. So I'll, I was... I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus. No, I, I, I just figured it's good to like spread the wealth a little bit. Sure. So. Yeah. And a, a PCA release. So that would be what we're assuming that's late 2026. January. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? The way this year is going. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, we have a small release this year that's that's geared towards PCA. Obviously, we didn't have the show, but uh, it was set aside for people that were going to attend. And I have a new plan for it, but it's it's part of. Uh, they have to be a member to to order it. Um, and then aside from that, we have uh, the uh, the 2021 stuff that I'm just waiting to see how my September 9th. 2000 you know 2020 goes after i register all my stuff with the fda so <laughs> we will see so that's still happening then. right now uh we um still have to do it the judge is you know the judge is really nice obviously we have to have our ducks in the row but uh the judge will probably come up with a decision about two weeks before the uh finale and and he'll probably Luckily, we'll see, he'll say, hey, we're going to give you another six months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but um, we still have to have our stuff ready if he says, hey, by the way, September 9th, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, that's that's always nice to have to prepare for something and and feel pretty confident that it's not going to happen. But you still have to prepare well, I mean, for it anyway. Early on, um, yeah, I mean, early on we were like, okay, it's, we're going to get a, a break. So we're, we kind of set back for a little bit but now we just have no clue so we're just making sure everything's done yeah yeah it can't hurt to just make sure all that stuff's out of the way um <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about this particular blend i think the cigar is phenomenal um they uh, they, get, they get better every time i smoke them uh, randy and i split a box from uh, corona cigar randy um that would actually be oh no smoke in smoke in i beg your pardon <clears throat> We've been, sm we've smoke in. in. Sponsor of Flavor Odyssey. Indeed. Yeah, I screwed that up nicely. <laughs> hey, Abe, how are you? Hi, <laughs> yeah. Abe. Sorry about that, buddy. That was my thing. Yeah, Abe texted me earlier today, and I said uh, he, he wanted me to answer him about something tonight. I said, uh, I'm a little little tied up today, but I'll get back to you tomorrow. <clears> it's <throat> hard to tell Abe that I'm busy. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, Especially I, I, Abe, right? I, Abe, I, I, Abe's like instant gratification guy. I know you're listening, Abe, so I know you are, and you like to you get answers right away. And I usually like the same way, but uh, today I, I need to take a break. Um, yeah, appreciate you making the time for us, man. No, dude, of course I had this planned. <laughs> if it's on the schedule, I'm good. But the schedule's not really that tight, so a lot of times I forget stuff. <laughs> That's why I texted Robbie earlier and said, uh, that's 9 p.m. my time, right? Yeah. 
And then you were super professional. You're, well, let's get on Skype a few minutes early and test it. I was like, yeah, no, we'll send you a message five minutes before we can die. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> the seat of our pants, as they say. So um, let's yeah, let's get into this blend a little bit. Uh, we definitely know about the Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, but uh, let's uh, give us a little more of the the highlights there. Well, I mean, okay, so the the wrapper is more of like you know a higher priming, a mid to high priming of Ecuador Sumatra. The the fillers and the binders, obviously, I say binders all the time because we put two binders on every cigar, um, every cigar. The uh, they're all Nicaraguan fillers and binders, Nicaraguan, all Garcia grown tobacco. Um, the blend is more of a, I would say, three quarters, but it's a well balanced blend to where it doesn't act like a three quarter blend. I would say that the uh, when these cigars were young, they kind of popped and had a lot of uh, you know those flavor profiles that would mimic Eric's hair color. Yes. Uh, that salt and pepper. Yes, Woo, sexy. <laughs> um, I would say maybe mine because I have a little bit more pepper than Eric does, but but uh, I, uh, I I just love the flavor profile now because I think it's actually kind of mellowed down, and I think the way that they've been packed uh, in the foil paper naked without without uh, cellophane, they've kind of married with a cedar a little bit that's inside that that pack and. Uh, They've got a good surface area because normally we would always do a, a four on five, you know, four rows of five. In this case, we did two rows of 10. So the cedar contact uh, was a little bit more um, carried over throughout the, the whole cigars. I, I, I haven't smoked one since they came out, so I can tell you that uh, I'm loving them right now. Yeah. This is my first one since they, they came out. And wow. uh, I love the fact that they've mellowed down and what's nice about the flavor profile, especially mixed with this Zinvindel, every time you take a sip of the Zin and then take a puff out of a cigar and then go back to the Zin, the Zin has like enough tannins in it that it actually grabs the smoke. I don't know if you notice it. It kind of like, mm. it kind of, it has, it grips onto the smoke and it, it actually makes the smoke pop more in your mouth. Hmm. I interesting. You know, you know, I was, yeah. I was just going to say, um, what I love about Zin, if you guys aren't familiar with Zinfandels is that you get this sort of buttery, uh, finish on most good Zins. It's like sort of like a buttery kind of creamy finish that kind of coats your tongue. And now I'm, I'm smoking the little Boris, so it's not the exact same cigar that you guys are smoking. But um, this already, I mean, just right off the top, is an excellent sort of combination, for, in my opinion, just because of what Pete just said. Like, it feels like that buttery coating on my tongue is grabbing hold of the smoke from the cigar, and it gives me that just that longer finish, that ability to, to taste these two marrying together just a bit longer than maybe you might have with you know, sort of like a bright mojito or something else that kind of clears your palate. This one doesn't clear your palate. The Zin doesn't clear your palate. It kind of grabs onto your palate, and then the smoke sticks to that, which is what Pete just said. And that's a genius sort of uh, observation that as he was saying it, I was saying, yeah, like, I, I get that. I totally get yeah. that. 
I mean, is it the best pairing? I, I have no idea. Robbie asked me, and I said, either this or this, and he went with Zinn. <clears throat> I made the mistake, I will say, that, I mean, I love the fact that these have mellowed down, the cigars, but I'm I'm drinking a, a 2009 Ridge oh. um, that Dan from uh, Surrogates, Dan sent me as a gift, uh-huh. and it's 93% Zinn and 7% Petite Syrah. Oh. But the problem is, is that 09, it's actually pretty mellowed down already. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that, that uh, the pepper notes have gone away, and it's more of that fruitier note. And a little bit, not so jammy, which Zins can be really jammy. Uh-huh. But um, but it's actually got a nice, easy-going palate. So it's not taking over the cigar too much. There was there was a lot of, of grabbing going on earlier, <laughs> grabbing the smoke, <laughs> grabbing your mouth. Uh, I, I want to point out that uh, the first time I smoked the cigar, I told the uh, we have a cigar uh, a cigar dojo uh, uh, text thread, and I told everybody like the cigar is really good, but I feel like in a couple of months it's going to be even better. And they all gave me just a ration of crap for saying oh, that. Oh, no. That is, right. that, is exactly that is not exactly how it went down. That is not exactly how it went down. And he just, he's, he very much just justifies everything that I said. And I think that I, the show is over now. I'm going to leave, and we're, we're good. Jordan, <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jordan, why don't you tell the story of how exactly. that went, exactly how that went down. Robbie's like, this cigar, I'd give it an 88, but in three months, it's a 93. Like, <laughs> how are you going to know the exact score that it's going to get? That, those weren't the exact numbers, but that's the idea. It's like, right now, it's very good, but I just feel I mean, like... I'm sure it'll get no, better. Like, you had specific numbers, right? I did. Well, I just put numbers out there. Numbers. By the way, uh, the, little, the little Boris that I'm smoking, uh, Robbie did do a fantastic review on the dojo and gave it a 91, yeah. and... Um, Excellent review, Robbie. I read it again today, um, and you really did hit you really hit the nail on the coffin with this bad boy. Uh, excellent cigar. This is the first time I've had it, and I'm enjoying it greatly. So good job, Robbie Rasmussen. Hey, I'll, I'll try to write more than one every you know four months. <laughs> we'll see if I can. That's uh, a little generous, isn't it? I'll try to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll try to put. Robbie, someone... actually, it's funny that I was actually going to open up a box of CQ2s tonight, but oh. I figured I had to at least do something similar to what you guys are, are smoking. So I decided to go with the, the 2020, which is cool. But the CQ2s are like calling my name right now. Uh, I, I love, CQ2 I love the, am doing I love the CQ2 the right now. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's oh, what nice. Jordan's got. Yeah. Jordan just reviewed that one as well. Yes. Starting up. Actually, it is, I had, I've only had one of the TAA 2020s and um, it did seem pretty, pretty similar to the CQ2. Um, but I've only, I've had, Two CQ2s and, and just that one TA2020. Um, I would say the CQ2 was punchier out the gate. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. That probably makes sense. If, if I may, we're, we're a little bit all over the place here, Rob. Can, can I bring all it back? Yeah. Can I bring it back a, a little bit just to, um, just to kind of finalize uh, some of the things that Pete had said about this uh, potential final TAA release? Uh, Pete, we, you know, it was very noticeable that your packaging, to your point, uh, it was a different box format than you usually use, and uh, the packaging, uh, honestly, was gorgeous. Yeah, no, I, I, I and kudos to you. It was, it st- stood out. I, 
Uh, we split the box, Rob and I. I immediately bought a second box just because I was so enamored with uh, both the cigar and the packaging. I wanted to make sure I had another one of those. Did, does that all relate back to did you know going into this project that you were going to take a break after this one? And is that why you put a little bit of uh, different flair on the packaging for this one? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I kind of had a plan to uh, to ease back a little bit. And I figured the 10 year was the perfect time to do it. But, um, you know, again, it's, it's more about uh, supporting a bigger portion of the industry than just a segment of the industry. So that's where it comes from. I think that's fantastic, especially in, you know, right, right now, we don't really go, go into, you know, news so much on this show, but obviously everyone's aware that there's been some, uh, uh, kind of pulling back in some ways uh, of PCA. And so it's it's great to hear that you're leaning into making sure that uh, they have Tatuaje support. So I applaud you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. All right. So Randy, sorry, you were right. expecting me to talk, and I took <laughs> a big sip of my right. wine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because I got nothing. I do have a question <laughs> from the audience. Oh, already? Uh, Let's jump in. Alec Bradley Cigars, whoever that is, wants to know, Pete, <laughs> uh, boxed wine recommendation. Uh, act, dude, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go as far deep, is that Bradley or 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 Alec? I can't tell. It's, it sounds like an Alec. It's, thing. You know what? It's yeah. I don't know. I think that sounds more like a Bradley thing. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it could be Lipson. Who knows? But uh, well, there you go. Um, if you're gonna go as far deep as box wine, the easy the easy solution is to go to Kirkland, dude. Costco. Because they they pick out great stuff. I mean, they always have a great selection of. Oh, everything. it was Alec. I know my Alec Bradley boys. <laughs> Jordan wins. It's a it's a great recommendation. I I can't. I constantly am, am uh, praising the Kirkland brand uh, spirits in general. I have a friend that did. Um, he owns a, a distillery here in California, and he he did the UC Davis program where they did a full blind line um, lineup and and uh, comparison of all the gins, and he, unanimously, the Kirkland gin blew out uh, you know Sapphire and Grey Goose and uh, not Grey Goose I'm sorry uh, Bombay but all, all the big gins Kirkland won unanimously in a blind taste. I love it. Sapphire and Bombay same same gin by the way. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't name too many more gins either. There's Beef Eater, Hendrix, Hendrix, you know, Beef Eater. Hendrix is is the one that I normally would have gone to by name. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, Yeah, dude, uh, Kirkland, uh, it's solid, man. They they uh, have a they're powerful and they have a a big budget to go out shopping, and there's people that that are always willing to sell something, and uh, I'll tell you, they're they're. 22 year old sherry cast whiskey is pretty amazing. That's wow. the one I was just going to bring For $79. I don't remember where we were talking about this, but you kept telling me, you're like, this is, you were drinking it that night. I don't remember when this was, but you were telling me about it. And I've, I've looked and my Costco doesn't have the sherry cast one. Yeah. I've looked for it, but um, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I mean, I, I can't say don't buy it because it's actually, it's still very good. But like, if you see the 12 year, uh, big bottles. Those are that's a blended whiskey, probably done by Johnny Walker. Mm. Uh, it's it's still very good. I'm, I would probably probably put it up next to uh, any any other blended whiskey. Uh, their tequila for nineteen ninety nine in a 
in a 1.5 is amazing. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's a party, it's a it's a party tequila. Like you can bring it. It's it's an añejo, so it's dark and and rich and it's got flavor. But people gravitate towards it, and next thing you know, the bottle's empty. That's Twenty bucks. Pro tip. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of Costco, let's all go around. We'll talk about the wines that we're drinking. Yes. I'll start. Uh, I'm drinking the Saldo. Oh, I love from, that! I love Saldo. that wine, Robbie. That's a yeah. great pick. Oh no, I actually told someone not to buy that today. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We've got we've got. But you got opinions. it at Costco, right? My wife yes. picked it up for me because I told her that we we're doing this show. And she picked it up at Costco. Apparently, it is the the prisoner uh, wine company. Yes, or, or in Swift. <clears throat> yeah, they, they make uh, some. Uh, I mean, the prisoner is the only thing I've had from them, as far as I know. Uh, the guy this is a good. brilliant, a brilliant marketer. Like the guy is absolutely brilliant, um, and he makes good wines. Would I put Saldo over a bottle of Ridge? Uh, probably not, but uh, they sell a lot of it, and it's a solid wine. So I can't, I can't fault it, but. A friend of mine, Patrick Lark, uh, Larkin, actually sent me a message. Said, "What should I, uh, what should I buy?" And I said, uh, and he sent me pictures, and I said, "Go for the Ridge." Nice. And I said, "Absolutely not Saldo." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's perfect. Then I'm uh, I'm right on I'm right on task here. Uh, so far, the pairing is working out pretty well. There's a, a nice spiciness to it. This isn't over the top jammy to me. Uh, there's a nice little spice in there that's uh, going really well with the cigar. Um, picked it up at Costco, 24 bucks. Can't go wrong there. Uh, Randy, what is it that you are uh, imbibing in this evening? So I went with the Sonoma County St. Fr- Francis Old Vine Zin from 2017. Uh, this one, unlike the one that Pete's drinking, is uh, jammy as can be. Uh, big, big uh, fruit character in it. A significant uh, ground black pepper uh, oh. note and uh, and some very very subtle licorice character to it in the uh, in the after flip, in the finish. Yeah, I think that, the oh, it's go going great with this cigar so far. By the way, I think the flavor profiles that we have are, are pretty similar. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> although the licorice thing, I read that in the description and now it's kind of in my head, so I don't know if it's really there. If I just think it's there, so there's that. Um, and Pete, you already told us what you're drinking. Eric, you you've got like. Carnival people. Freak show. Yeah, we're going freak show. This is a uh, Michael David joint. uh, And uh, it's uh, uh, for some reason, Pete, I don't know. Like, I tend to like the Zins from Lodi. In, yeah, in, well, Lodi, Lodi, is it yeah. Lodi or Lodi? I it's Lodi. It's, it's Lodi. Okay, I, I didn't know how to say it, so I apologize. Lodi is like, it's like the magic happy place for Zinfandel. Right, right. Like, if, if you can ever go right, you buy a Lodi's in. Pretty simple. Yeah, that's, I wonder if that's it's, interesting because I actually look. Water up. When I'm searching for Zins, I literally look for that. That's like that's the first thing I look for is is if it's Lodi and and I, I don't know what it is. Maybe because they just have a brighter, more interesting, complex flavor. I don't know. I just tend to like that. I've never been there. I have no dog in the in the hunt, but I <laughs> I, I dig that right. There's, there's no reason to go to Lodi. Yeah, Lodi is quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, there, there's not much there. Area. Yeah, yeah no, but but it's very it's very dry and very warm, uh, much more so than like the Sonoma or Napa regions uh, that get the cooler nights. It stays pretty warm out there and is definitely a, an environment that, that the Zin benefits from. Yeah, a lot of great Zins come from that area. 
Yeah, a lot of old vine zins too. Um, also, Paso Robles. Yeah. yeah. Paso has a lot of old vines in there, and like, did they? They always talk about zins being really big and hot. You know, too much alcohol. This is a fourteen point seven. I'm curious what alcohol content you guys have on your bottles. Uh, fifteen point five. Yep. <laughs> if I Free show's got to be in the, the the high fifteens. I'm guessing. If I could just, see. we got this. My my eyes are so bad. <laughs> oh, we got to so get you some old. glasses, buddy. Yeah, you guys wouldn't believe. Jordan, <laughs> talk about derailing the conversation. This is uh, Jordan. Can you see? Can you? Yeah, this Sam Francis that I'm drinking is uh, fifteen flat. Okay, so I I would say back in the uh, late '90s, actually mid to late '90s, Zins, especially in California, uh, were getting into like the 16s. I've had some Zins closer to 17, 16.7, wow. and they're just bombs. Mm. And, uh, that, I actually got off of Zins for a long time because they were just too over over the top. And I found my love for old Zins that actually had that big high alcohol content. I have, I have a good question here from uh, old buddy Jack Heyer. Pete, what, uh, what wine company would you consider to be the Tatuaje of wine companies? Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll actually tell you, Orange Swift. <laughs> Huh. Well, okay, I'm not familiar. Is it James Sweeney or Mark Sweeney? Mark Sweeney, I think. Um, the owner of Orange Swift. He's the guy that does Saldo, the prisoner. Oh. I mean, I would say he's kind of like the John Huber of uh, of uh, wine marketers. So when like, people are out there... Brilliant guy, brilliant guy, just mad scientist when it comes to marketing. And... Uh, Really, really knows how to get the job done when it comes to selling product. Um, I always envied uh, his his pattern. This guy managed to sell his company, I think, twice. <laughs> isn't he like? That's, isn't he like? Banned, he's like banned from making wine for like seven years or something. Sweeney? Is that uh, that's what I heard? He's he's not allowed to like. He has to go uh, like under oh, the radar. No, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's a non-compete because he sold say, the yeah. company again. Right. Right. <laughs> that's a heck of a feat to sell the same company twice, though. And, and this should, it should be noted. <laughs> it should be noted that this was uh, about five minutes ago. Pete said this is. That's what I was just gonna pick. say. So I was gonna say, no, in, in other pick. words, somebody's don't. out there like, what what <laughs> cigar should I'm I get? About, and you I'm say, don't get branding. that Tatuaje cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about branding and marketing. Okay, so if you want to go like comparison with styling. Um, I would lean towards the the old school guys, um, like the Gergich Hills or or Groff uh, wineries out of Napa that that are just old school. If we're talking American wineries, um, they do a little bit of marketing. They have uh, good marketing, but they 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 stick with tradition, and that's what I that's what I love. Um, Orange Swift, they've always been over the top with marketing, and I'll give you my—I'll give you my perfect example. I'm the the sine qua non of cigars. In wine, sine qua non is a small boutique uh, wine grower, wine 
producer that uh, his name's Manfred Crankle, and he uh, he produces like cult wine. So I, w- I would go there. Hey Pete, I'm just uh, you've throwing met- shit off the off no. The that's cuff, that's so I don't know. That's <laughs> excellent. You've mentioned this a couple times. The old vine uh, Zinfandels, and you mm-hmm. you'll, when you're shopping for Zinfandels, you'll see that on you know maybe half of the Zins that you see. What what explain what that means? The old vine Zinfandels compared to just a regular Zinfandel. Uh, just deeply rooted vines. I mean, they've been there for some of these vines. The old vines have been there for 30, 40, 50 years. They they, they look like uh, like gnarly roots just crawling through things. Uh, they're thick and gnarly. Uh, I think there's actually a, a brand called yeah. Gnarly Gnarly right. head or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they just produce smaller yields and more concentrated wines. But uh, people people look for them right. because they produce amazing wines. I think, At the end of the day, though, it's a winemaker that's got to do all the work and then the yeast that they're using. So, I think with to be, to be classified, and Randy, you're probably looking this up, to be classified an old vine, I think it has to be 30 years old. Yeah, I, I seem to that effect. I, yeah, I seem to recall uh, Zin suffered a, a lot of um, of root disease, and there was a point in time where uh, it's nerding uh, out. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah a, a very a very significant amount of uh, Zinfandel here in America needed to be pulled out, and so I I I want to say that that is kind of what started that uh, denotion is if if you your uh, Vines were planted post that, you know, big rip out or if you survived through the um, I don't remember if it was uh, blue mold or I might be confusing my tobacco diseases with my uh, wine. No, blue mold dis- tobacco. Yeah. Phylloxera yeah. <laughs> would be a, a wine disease. Oh, but that was mostly Merlot. Yeah, it, it, was, it was something like that, though, that, that like denoted it. But, but you guys have it. It's like 30 or 40 year old vines. It's, that, it's uh, something like that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's actually like a I think it's more of a, a guideline than a rule. If it's I don't know if it's something that's regulated, like you have to prove that they're 30 years no. old. No, yeah, it. I don't I don't think so. That's yeah. interesting because I, I would have thought it would just been like the varietal, but it's the actual plant is, uh-huh. has to yeah. be that old. The vine itself. The vine. Well, well <laughs> I mean, it says it right there, but you who would have thunk? It does. We actually thought that, that, that Zinfandel was a, uh, you know, America actually thought that Zinfandel was a grape that we it, that we came up with, but it was actually Croatian. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. That I so, didn't know. I, I didn't know that we we tried to claim it, and I didn't know that it was Croatian. Oh, no, yeah. Well, yeah, it came up later that they're like, yeah, we don't. We it's not us. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, there, I don't think there's. I don't think there's any grape varietal that 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 uh, America actually can kill. They they can actually claim, but uh, I don't know. I haven't gone down the rabbit hole lately. So that's, yeah, that's. I'm sure there's probably something out there. Welch's that was spliced between something and something. Welch's. Who knows? Uh, well, Central Valley Table Grapes. Yep. <laughs> that was all right. We are at fifteen point five percent on this, by the way. After all the research yeah. we've done, it took forever. We had to stay <laughs> with the microscope. Yeah. We got well, it. You, were, you drank too much of it. And it's yeah. funny when b- before I started the show, uh, Dana said, "Hey, make sure you save me some of this wine." I said, "Yeah, I'm not going to drink a whole bottle of wine on the show." She's like, "Yeah, you know, crazier things have happened on the show, and she might not get any." 
Hey. It's actually gone quicker than I thought it would. Since Jack brought it up and started making other industry comparisons, um, Pete, I think you know that both Robbie and I uh, now work in the beer industry, and we've yeah. often uh, made the comparison. Uh, we, we do that a lot with brands to kind of um, – you know, make it more relatable to, to the conversation. And we've often related you to uh, to Vinny Chiruzzo at Russian River as uh, as as kind of a, a figure, kind of the. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, because I, like the, the reality is, I'm a I'm a I'm a brander. Like I I go and play mad scientist in a factory I don't own. Um, I can't really compare myself to a beer guy. I'd love to be compared to someone like. Russian River, or even uh, what's his face from Dogfish Head, Sam, but LG, they actually yeah. Sam, yeah, but they actually do the work, like all the work. <laughs> I I go into a factory that's not mine, and I, I I get to play around. You know, Jaime always has this like this saying that says, "I didn't come here to play, uh, Dad. I came here to make history." And I always say, "I come here to play." <laughs> <laughs> now, Pete, did you have you ever? Like back in the day, did you ever consider, you know, starting your own factory, building, having like getting more vertically integrated and, and getting kind of rooted into Nicaragua or, you know, wherever you may have decided to go? Um, Nicaragua would make the most sense. But was that ever a, a thought that crossed your mind? Yeah, briefly, mostly with, with farming. Um, and I, you know, when, when you have a good, a good home to work in, you, you kind of stay with, with that and you don't stray too far. Um, the Garcia's just proved over and over again that there's a reason why I should stay, you know, stick around. And uh, obviously my relationship with the family is a lot different now. <laughs> but uh, there was a point in time where I was actively looking for farms in Nicaragua. The joke is every time I would ask, the you know, the family, hey, if you find a farm that's like, you know, 10 manzanas or something, I'm interested in looking for a few farms. And every time they would find one, they would end up buying it. Themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you needed it. You needed an independent party uh, with with boots on the ground to, to track that. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you, you rely on the professionals to do what's necessary and that's what a lot of I, I consider myself a negotiant, and that's kind of what you know John Huber is and Dion from Illusione. We're, we go into factories and we look for the best possible materials to make the best possible product, um, and we rely on great companies to do that for us. You know all the other stuff. I mean, someone actually emailed me the other day. They said, "Hey, you know, I'd love to apprentice under you." I go. Apprentice what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get my, my hands dirty. Um, the dirtiest I get is like when Papine takes me to the farm and, and wants me to look at, you know, the leaves and, and the seeds and the stuff like that on the, they're flowering. But the, we don't go, we don't go crazy because we we're able to rely on great people that know exactly how to do it. And that's what, what I care about. Yeah. Kind of uh, stay in your lane and let uh, let the experts do what they do. It's, uh, it's yeah. I'm not going to go into the factory and, and tell the roller how to rebunch a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems like a safe course of action. Yeah. 
So let's 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 get the, the uh, fifty and sixty year old rollers that we have in Miami. I'm <laughs> like, hey, you know, you're not bunching that correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I imagine that wouldn't go over well. Um, let's uh, let's get into the the cigars a little bit. Let's talk about this leaf a little bit. Ecuadorian Sumatra is a leaf that I particularly love. Uh, there's just so much flavor in there. <clears throat> it's rich flavor. There's a little bit of spice. There's just a little bit of everything that I love about cigars. And when you combine that with a bunch of Nicaraguan tobacco, that's all the other stuff I love about cigars and 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 uh, and tobacco. You've I, I I went through your catalog, your entire catalog, and I probably missed some stuff. But uh, this you used it on the Wolf, mm-hmm. you used it on Hyde, CQ one, CQ two, right? Um, the original Boris and both little Borises, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And the word, I always say this wrong, Kohanu 2012. You did a... Kohonu. Uh, Kohonu. Yeah, I always yeah, say it Kohonu 2012. So and you did a couple of different versions there. And then yeah, we've, and we've, played, we've played with a lot of different versions. I mean, like, we've had a lot of cigars in the Saints and Sinners kits over the years that, uh, that have Sumatra. It's like prototypes to test stuff out. There is a a, uh, a small batch of Cohete Sumatras coming through the pipeline soon that we've done before. I did a cigar for Dion's shop actually years ago in a four by forty six uh, Bombazo Sumatra, a very secret batch of cigars that that no one knew about <laughs> until I leaked it. Of course, <laughs> um, that's that sounds fun. The uh, the Karloff, which is based off of Boris and Little Boris and all that stuff, that's this year's monster. Oh, what? Yeah, that's my interim uh, for the monster I series. Is the Karloff? It's going to be a thing. Yeah, Karloff uh, is the interim cigar, and uh, next year when we get back into 2021, it will be back to number one, which is Frank, which is nice because I get to start at one on one. So. So would this be like in the actor series? Uh, yeah, this year's kind of, I guess, technically part of the actor series. It's a it's a redux, slightly tweak on the blend and the shape. So it's well, it's not so much the shape, but the size. So it's the original Boris with yeah? a twist. With a twist. Okay, so the actor series consists of the Boris and the Carla. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. baby. <laughs> I like that. I was always hoping personally, and I didn't wear the shirt today, Eric. I know you, you like my famous monsters t-shirts. I was always personally hoping for the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Ah, oh, yeah, it should be done. I was, I was hoping. Yeah, I, I didn't do it. Um, Black Tobacco, Creature from the Black I, Lagoon. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do it mainly because I think uh, Drew Estates actually did Swamp Thing, and I thought it was too close. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's I fair. Just, I just decided to stay away from it. That's that's fair. Yeah, don't yeah. Uh, don't cause a, a problem that doesn't need to be caused. I guess. Yeah. Well, but um, it is interesting because I mean, Pete is so you're so well known for uh, Broadleaf. You work so much with, with that that rapper specifically. It was really interesting when we were talking about uh, the appropriate people to come on and talk about a, a rapper varietal specifically uh, that we identified. You actually use this Ecuadorian Sumatra uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I actually. I love the leaf and it's one of those leaves that I planned on doing a lot more with. Um, we talk about the seventh Kappa also the Kappa Especial seventh is a Sumatra, but, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. I was actually in the factory in Nicaragua and, uh, I was with, uh, Jaime and Pepin, uh, Gustavo Cura from Oliva tobacco 
who grows the Sumatra Ecuador forest, and Ernesto Carrillo of all people who loves Sumatra. That's a high power like, room, baby. <laughs> like he he he's like he's the guy that you go to and talk about Sumatra because he loves it. And I and Gustavo had told me earlier in the day. He says uh, because I had come up with this whole idea. I was going to expand the lineup. This is multiple years ago. I was going to expand the lineup and come out with a whole series of brown labels with the Sumatra, mm-hmm. Regios, Noeas, everything. And Gustavo said, don't do it. So when I saw Ernie, I said, have you tasted this new Sumatra? He goes, yeah, it doesn't taste like Sumatra. And I go, I know it doesn't taste like Sumatra. Somehow the seed altered itself for like one growing season. And the Sumatra just was too light, too easy, actually acted more like Habano than Sumatra. Hmm. And we kind of geared away from it uh, hmm. for a couple of years. And then finally the seed re- revitalized itself. And uh, now we're getting great Sumatra that really acts like Sumatra. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder what would cause something like that. <clears throat> well, it, it does Weather cause a, a lead in. We, we, Here we, we go. It, yeah, well, we'd be we'd be remiss not to mention that uh, that you know that Sumatra is an island in Indonesia, and we we reference Indonesian tobacco. We were talking a little bit before we came on the air that um, the Ecuadorian Sumatra is actually a hybrid of that Indonesian tobacco with an Ecuadorian Cubano, um, uh, or I'm sorry, Ecuadorian Havana uh, varietal, and so it 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 does kind of. Uh, make a little bit of sense that given the growing season or whatnot, it might actually lean more towards uh, one genetic or the other. Um, as, yeah, as it might a alter hybrid itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to change the subject, Pete, but there was a question that was just posted on the uh, on the screen there. I don't know if you saw it. Um, and I don't know who asked the question because it was cut off on my screen. But I someone asked back if up. you... If you you cut your hair with a chavetta, <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like that, doesn't it? No, no, it's good. no. I think it was. I I, I could not let a comment like that go unspoken <laughs> for those listening on podcast. Thanks for everybody who's tuning in. Um, and I should have asked this about forty five minutes ago. If you're still watching the show, go ahead and hit that share button on your uh, on the show on your Facebook page there and share it with your your Facebook friends. This uh, this has been a lot of fun. <clears throat> We've still got a ways to go here. Um, Randy, you talked a little bit about kind of the background of uh, of Ecuadorian Sumatra. Do you want to get more into that? There's he, a, there's oh, you can tell. Look at him. He uh, wants, yeah, no, he I, needs I, it. I, he's sweating. He's chomping at the bit. <laughs> Come on, Randy. I have done some research, but, but uh, as, uh, as Robbie always uh, reminds me, to keep everything in, uh, in small, manageable pieces and not to Perfect. geek out for too long. And so uh, – uh, Pete, I'm not sure if you're for that familiar with the format of uh, of our show for this season. We're we're going to be doing uh, four consecutive episodes uh, covering Sumatran wrapped uh, cigars, and so having you on, yeah. So you're you're um, we only have a guest. You got to get Ernie. Do you got Ernie on? Uh, we don't. But we the thing is, is we do one guest per uh, wrapper, and so we we chose you. And and again, we're thrilled to have you here. Um, but because uh, of your work with with the wrapper. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit about what it is specifically about the wrapper that you like working with. If you can give us some of the um, the flavor uh, components and profiles uh, 
that that you expect out of Ecuadorian Sumatra and what what makes it you know work well? You you mentioned this cigar is is all Nicaraguan uh, binders and fillers. You know, is is that uh, a sweet spot with you? Have you worked with it with other uh, uh, tobaccos in general? You know, what does it go well with? But um, but yeah, we, we really like to hear more about like why you like working with it, and why we see so much of it in your portfolio. You know what? I I actually uh, started working with it years ago. I think I think the first time I ever used it was with the Wolfman. Um, I just like the the character of it. It reminds me of like a thinner style of broadleaf in a sense, mm. or even San Andreas, because it's got that pepper and, and the kick note. But every once in a while, you get this trippy minty character to it which is weird um i don't know based on nicaraguan tobacco i think it works very well but i have not tried it with any other uh tobacco from any other countries because honestly we just don't we just don't use tobaccos from other countries uh nicaragua is our our little you know comfort zone that that we use and uh i know there's a lot of tobaccos out there that are that are really cool but i've I've chosen the stylistically to go with with uh, Nicaraguan because it reminds me more of the Cuban characteristics. Mm. So I think I think Sumatra has a very Cuban esque quality to it uh, when you go for some of the higher priming uh, Cuban wrappers too. Um, but there's this there's this cool like uh, we talk about grip and spice um, that Sumatra can have that that. Uh, can kind of uh, overpower a cigar in a sense in strength. And people might, when they first taste a fresh wrapped Sumatra cigar, it might be so spicy that they think that it needs to mellow down. And it usually only needs a short period of dry time to do that because it has, it, it has, it ends up over time, a silkiness to it. Mm. Kind of like Zins in a sense where when you first bring them out, they're so big and bold and robust and peppery. And there's a, there's a note that you get off Sumatra that as they age, they start to silk out. I mean, has anybody tasted an old VSG lately? Like an old VSG, like the old cabinet round VSGs. Cause that's what that, that wrapper was a uh, super spice bomb. And then over time, those cigars would mellow down. I think that's what I love about Sumatra. It can change in a heartbeat mm. uh, on a blend. Um, as long as you're using, like I try to lean towards more of the higher priming stuff because uh, I want it to carry on longer. I want it to have that, that complexity even longer. And, and that's where Sumatra lands for me is because uh, it's got that, that kick right off the gate, but it, over a six month period, it mellows down to a kind of a perfect balance. So, Pete, you've mentioned <clears throat> primings, and you mentioned it when you talked about this cigar specifically, that the, mm -hmm. the wrapper features uh, some higher primings. And that's a word that we throw around a lot, and I know what the primings are on the leaf. Um, explain, if you can, to, our, to, the, to the listening audience, like what, that, what the difference is, like the higher primings that you go, how does that impact the flavor of, uh, of the particular leaf? Well, in Sumatra, I mean, any leaf, really. Anytime sure. you go higher prime, is a little bit more sugars, uh, thicker the leaf, oilier, you know, more oils in the wrapper. And I think the oils really accentuate uh, the uh, the Sumatra a lot. 
Um, I think really that Sumatra in a lower priming, it tends to be a little bit more brittle. And I try to avoid, I try to avoid that. And I think sometimes Sumatra and lower primings could be, could be maybe passed over as, uh, as Cameroon. Oh, interesting. Yes. So like just difficult to work with kind of, is that what you're getting at there? Yeah. For me, for me, that's what I've experienced, but, I mean, if you look at what Ernie's done over the years, um, you can see that all the stuff that he's done is always like a good, you know, Oscuro, Rosado Oscuro and up shade coloring. So you can tell that it's a higher priming wrapper. I think it holds the cigars better. Um, I think the lighter, again, the lighter priming or the lower priming Sumatras and lighter color or the lighter shades of, of Sumatra tend to be a little bit more fragile and I try to avoid them because I, I want the oil content for sure. And, and not only from a flavor standpoint, but <clears throat> I mean, you get into something that's a bit more fragile, you run into cracked wrappers and mm-hmm. upset customers and upset mm-hmm. retailers and a whole bunch of stuff you don't want to deal with. So I can imagine like avoiding that is, uh, is, is probably a, a, a good idea. Yeah, there you, you go. Wanna... Someone just mentioned H town Lancero. That's a Sumatra also. Oh yeah! See, I knew there were some. Gene, that I left off. is a Dojo Hall of H- Famer right there? Yeah, they, the, the, yeah, the. That's, Gene, that's, I'm sorry, but there will be. There probably won't be an H Town Lancero Redux for a few years. Oh my! But there may be one. So you're telling me there's a chance? Ah. <laughs> well, and Robbie, everything, everything under the portfolio is actually being, you know, yeah. registered. So absolutely, there's Bring always, yeah. what's old is new right absolutely absolutely i'm cool with that um oh man i just had a question randy and i lost it well well you know it's yeah well it's funny you know the the way when you're describing this and and just looking at it like you can tell it's got great elasticity it's got very thin veins this one to me seems to have a, a very nice golden hue to it um and and so uh, like uh, you had kind of inferred it. Would, would I be correct in saying that you think that uh, Sumatra lends a a sweeter and spicier kind of note to to the blend? Yeah, and I I think um, especially with the oil content, if you when you see Sumatra, the, the oils just pop on a cigar. I mean, I can see the oils on your cigar you're smoking right yeah. now, Rand. It, it that to me is like a beautiful looking wrapper. I think those oils will add to the flavor a lot Mm -hmm. and it will bring out a sweetness, but I think Sumatra tends to lean towards that pepper uh, note sometimes. And that's again, the reason why I went more towards a Zin because of the pepper notes in Zin. Yeah, no, there's a clear sheen uh, to to this cigar. That's just again, gorgeous cigar. There Um, is other one, one other characteristic that I love about Sumatra. Hit it. It always has like a muddling to it. It's always kind of like, I don't know, zebra striped. It, it, you know, it's, it's got that muddling to it. So where it's, it's a very modeled wrapper. Um, You see dark and light hues all over the place. You can see it in your wrapper. Like it's, it's a beautiful wrapper, but you see kind of like, you see its character. Yeah. Yeah. Some like like darker spots. You know, on a, on, a, on a priming similar to that in Habano, it's it's a lot cleaner looking. 
And I love Sumatra because it has character to it. It has a visual character to it. I've, I've always equated that look, and I think I've equated it to Sumatra cigars without really realizing that I did that. But it's, I equate it to like a, an old bomber jacket, like the leather jackets that, uh, that Tom Cruise had in Top Gun, like the original yeah. Top Gun. Like the, the, like the, the weathered leather yeah. look where you've got some lighter spots and some darker spots, but, and you pay extra for that nowadays. It's like <laughs> jeans or whatever. I don't know. But I mean, spot, but. Robbie, if you think about it, though, think about, I mean, we with our eyes, for yeah. sure, right? And when we see that muddling on a Sumatra wrapper, it, it's, it's the same way we look at that, that bomber jacket because it, we just, there's something that we, we can relate it to, one, but two, it looks edible. There's, it, I love it. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite wrappers. I don't use it all the time. It really has to be, um, and it really has to have a certain look to it. What about, uh, oh, sorry. to. No, that's, I was just going to say, like, the, the other thing it makes me think of is, like, like old leather-bound books. You know, like yeah. you're uh, yeah. you're in like you're in like Dracula's like library, and you're going through all these old, just like super old texts. You're climbing up the ladder to get to the third level of the this book that nobody else has touched. It looks like that, like that to me. And I know that sounds silly, but like to me, that's like super romantic. I see it, and it's like I want to experience that. I want to know what 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 does it smell like when I open that book? And the cigar <laughs> makes me kind of think of that. I don't know. I, I'm I. I go off on weird tangents sometimes. That's one of them, but that's yeah. It, it, those are the kinds of memories and things that it, it it conjures up in my mind. Yeah, I think sense memory actually works well. I mean, obviously with wine, especially, but cigars, it's huge. It's huge. It, it's, it's part of our DNA. It's it's what we think about every time we we even eat a dish of food that we we've, we've made. We're like, wow, I remember this flavor. Yeah. Um, wines will do it to me all the time. Cigars. I I lit up a Fonseca, the new Fonseca from the Garcia's the other day, and uh, it instantly threw me back like 15 years it, it, it to another star. It can conjure up a memory from, like you said, 15 years ago when you were sitting on the beach with whatever or, or anything. It could be anything. Like there, there's, I, I always have certain memories of a cigar, like any cigar. I'll pop up and I'll smoke it, and it's, wow, there's a note in here that reminds me of this time that I was at such and such a place with so-and-so, and it was just, it conjures up a great memory, all of a sudden that becomes a great cigar because it's a great experience. You know what yeah. I mean? Not taking away from the cigar at all, but, I mean, the, the experience of it is really, it's an, this is an experience kind of, uh, of industry, really. And I know we're talking about inanimate objects and their dead leaves and all that, but it's, it's all about the experience and whatever that, that flavor memory conjures up for you. And, and again, I'm, I'm waxing romantic, but that's that's what it that's what I love about this and that's why I've been doing that's why you I imagine that's part of why you've been doing this for as long as you've been doing it other other than the that's, the great that's why I keep on coming back for sure yeah, absolutely Jordan sorry what were you gonna say oh no worries just had an audience question uh, Gene Augustine again wanted to know uh, Pete what do you think what do you think about Sumatra uh, aged or right off the truck do you, you know, is there some tobaccos you know that are fun to smoke more young and is Sumatra one of those or would you rather smoke it uh, with some age. No, I, I probably prefer to smoke it with a little bit of age. Right off the truck can be it, – it really depends. When you say right off the truck, it's tough. Because uh, a good example, CQ, CQ2s came up, and 
I would say when they came up, I expected them to be a little further in their process. And um, they went to the shop in, in San Jose, which sadly is closing down. I don't know if you know that. Oh, wow. oh no. No kidding. I didn't know that. I knew they yeah. closed their, uh, their Pleasanton location, location yeah. but they're yeah. closing the San Jose location too? Yeah. Um, and, well, on to a different story because that, that just is a bad subject. But uh, That's a bump. Yeah. Sorry. The... You know, it was funny because the uh, the owner actually called me and said, hey, um, a couple of guys in the shops thought that they were a little too young. And I was like, send them all back. They weren't supposed to go to her in the first place. They were supposed to sit in Los Angeles, but my office in L.A. actually decided to move them quicker than I expected. And I said, send them all back to L.A. and uh, we'll actually send a call tag to get them back to L.A., but it was just because they had a little bit too much moisture in them. Mm. So right off the truck could be because they're, you know, a little too young, but like in, like in the Karloff's case, the cigars have been done since the beginning of the year. So they've been sitting waiting. I think they're going to be pretty ready to go. Um, by the time people get them in October. So this Karloff, are I hadn't heard about this. Are we breaking news by telling people about this? Is this, or is this, did you send a no, press release to Coop yet? No, I don't send, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like the worst company with press release. We just don't do them. Um, <laughs> no, it, I think that's fair. But, okay, um, so, th so that's October. Dress box, all that, unlucky 13, everything? Yeah, well, no unlucky 13. No unlucky 13. Um, all the cigars are coming in a, a semi-dress box. Let me see if I can pull up something that can show on the screen. All right. Oh, that's menacing. So if you don't know what Boris Karloff looks like, that's kind of what he looks like. <laughs> uh, kind of looks like Dan Welsh, actually. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, sure that, I'm sure that's been uh, thrown about a bit, but it does. he does a little bit. If you look at old pictures of Boris Karloff when he's up in Frankenstein makeup <laughs> and put him side by side with Surrogate Stan, it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's, yeah. funny. that's funny. When I was doing the uh, – the, did I freeze up? Can you, you still hear me? We can hear you. We can't – we, can we can hear you, Robbie. Oh, okay. I, I was doing the – I look good in the picture anyway. Oh, yeah. It's a great picture. Happy. Okay, we're, we're good. There you go. uh, when I was doing that review of the little Boris, I did uh, some research on Boris Karloff. I've never actually watched the original Frankenstein's or any of his movies. What? And you're a horror I, fan. I, yeah, yeah. I, I am. What? Like, I, I, I've never watched any of them. I, I, I'm going to have to remedy that this year, of course, uh, as we get towards uh, watch the or getting into my watch, season. It's, watch the mummy. How about the Grinch? He was the Grinch. Come was on. he original Come Grinch? On. Yeah, he was the Grinch. Yeah. Oh, that I've seen. I didn't realize that was his voice. Yeah. Dude, uh, he, uh, Boris Karloff, I, it, what am I actually, people always talk about monsters with me, obviously, but, uh, and it has really nothing to do with Boris Karloff, but my favorite monster movies are actually when Abbott and Costello met, like, Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. The, the vampire, the wolfman. Those movies are classics for me. Uh, those those I could watch over and over again. I watched recently on YouTube. I I pulled a couple up and I was like I could sit down and watch this whole thing again. Just fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's silly. It's, 
It's amazing, the stuff, when you go back. I always remember, and the reason I brought up Creature from the Black Lagoon, I mean, obviously you're not going to do it, but I always remember when I was a kid, they would show it on, like, uh, it was Coffee TV 20 here mm -hmm. in the Bay Area. And it would be, like, once a year, and it would be in 3D. And I'd have to go to my yeah, local 7-Eleven and buy a Slurpee to get, get my 3D glasses. glasses. Yep. I remember I would, that. I would, like, my family, we would all load in my dad's truck. And, and we would go down, like, this, whatever, it's early 80s. And we would all go get Slurpees so we could get our 3D glasses and sit there and we'd wait for it to come on at 8 o'clock and watch it. Like, I think that the gen, we're getting into a different topic. This current generation doesn't know what it's like to wait for stuff. Like, I, would, I would wait for that all, like, all year. I would know that, oh, it's Halloween. I'm going to get to watch my, get my 3D glasses and watch that. And it was such an event. Uh, nowadays, it seems kind of silly. But uh, at, at the time, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I don't even know why I talked about that, but it was just a fun memory. I liked it. I'm three quarters of the way through the bottle. So. <laughs> Your wife's not getting any of that. Well, my, my wife took uh, about a glass and a half, and I did the rest of the bottle myself. So I'm. You're done. All right. Well, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Smart. And I, I and I literally just burned my finger on and my lip on on my cigar. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have started. I shouldn't have started before you guys literally. No, the timing. <laughs> He's timing. Nubbing it, baby. He's nubbing it. Gonna get you. We need some Tatuaje branded roach clips. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I've been watching the DojoVerse.com tonight, and like there are. Tatawahe is being smoked like mad. Like That's awesome. tonight is a Tatawahe night, so I just got to tell you guys, check in the dojo verse and 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 scan the timeline because it's amazing. Like people are getting into this. this is great. I've, I've, I've been, uh, I've been hey, MIA. Listen, oh, go ahead. I, I'm sure you guys want to stop this conversation, but uh, if if you're if you're willing to go longer, I'm willing to go longer only because. Um, I have nothing better to do, but <laughs> the second point, the second point is, is that, that I, I really want to smoke another cigar. So Light the problem is I have to get up and actually get a cigar, but you, we're going to go do that. We'll talk, we'll talk about our pairings here and then, uh, come back and join us. We're going to watch Randy. Talk amongst yourselves. I can still hear you. So we're going to watch Randy <laughs> chug <laughs> his wine. All right. For his we, we have not, I will not be, I will not be shotgunning 15% uh, Zinfandel for my birthday. No, I come on, Randy. Randy, don't let them goad you into doing it. It's a terrible idea. Zinfandel, whiskey, scotch, they're all meant to be sipped and enjoyed. Even beer. Don't chug beer. It's stupid. For, for anyone watching, this is a perfect example of the relationship that we all have, that Jordan and Eric are on one shoulder, and Robbie always sits on the other shoulder. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to say who's who. I'm just saying there, there's <laughs> often a conflicting uh, kind of message. Well, <laughs> see, Jack Hire sits on my shoulder, and I'm sitting on your shoulder, so you're just getting the effects from. <laughs> it's 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 a double down. So yeah. let's. So so Pete was actually partaking in the in the pairing, and he he gave us. I'm uh, here. Oh, there he is. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk a bit about these pairings. Yeah. Randy, what what do you think? Like, how is how is this working out for you? I mean, yeah, ultimately, so, we are a pairing show. We've gone in a lot of different directions today. We certainly, I, have. I went down memory lane and like multiple times and. Well, you know, I, I I love that. I, and I, 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 
I think Pete probably knows this at this point. Uh, Rob is our is our you know in-house uh, horror movie buff. That's Rob's thing. I don't think you've shown off the shirt that you decided to wear for tonight's show, uh, but uh, but oh. It, 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 oh, nice. it, it, it is a very specific passion of Rob's to to go the horror route. So I, I always it's think it's weird, fun. I'll admit it, but I kind of embrace it. <laughs> But but as far as flavor goes, you know, I, and we've touched on this a little bit, uh, the the Zinfandel that I'm drinking is very, very bold. It's got a uh, very uh, heavy body. It's a full-bodied wine. Um, very, very jammy. I mean, you get a, a big fruit character out of this, and it has a significant spice. And, you know, some of the points that Pete was making about Sumatran, and obviously uh, Nicaragua is, is also known for this, and I'd love to get back and, and ask a little bit more about the whole double binder uh, theory yeah, uh, that, 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 that Pete uses. That. But, but I, I definitely get a significant spice note out of this cigar with a very slight sweetness, and it's a very different sweetness than, say, a, a Mexican San Andreas. It's that um, kind of rich, sweet, almost chocolatey sweetness that it's known for. This has a much lighter, almost graham crackery sweetness, but but it's it's so interesting to get that uh, faint... Oh, I almost want to say, I shouldn't use this word in this industry, but it almost has that brulee, like, you know, burnt... Are you sweetness? saying it's a sweetened cigar? You're stirring no, no, up no, shit now. What? Stirring up shit now. No, don't be putting words <laughs> in my mouth, mouth here, Jordan. But, but, but it has that burnt sugar sweetness. Like, it's a lighter sweetness. It's not as, as deep and heavy as, as what you'd get from the San Andreas, which is, a, I mean, really, really a nice compliment, just the cigar by itself, having that... Um, that sharp uh, uh, pepper note, along with with that brighter sweetness, and uh, and I I agree with with Pete the the Zin's working out very well that it also has that uh, black pepper note to it, um, and and it is grabbing the inside of my mouth a bit there. Uh, so no, I, I think Ooh, um, I'm gonna screenshot that. <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> uh, so uh, so so far for me, I, I I'm getting a, a very similar uh, intensity. As I said, it's a full body, full flavored wine, and uh, a very very full flavored cigar without actually um, being over the top uh, full in body. Uh, I think um, I actually didn't recognize it when Pete said a three quarter cigar. I, I believe now what, what what he was referring to is the, the fullness. You, you know whether it's medium or full. It, was that what you were referencing? Is is the fullness when you use three quarter Pete? No, actually, on paper, the the blend is uh, three quarter to uh, to ten. I mean, you're talking. It's a on paper, it's a heavy blend, but it's a very well balanced blend. Mm. The the I would say that the Sumatra actually kicks it back up mm. from where the balance is. Um, it makes it, uh, for lack of better words, a little bit more rustic. Mm. See that? Not the best word in the cigar industry either, but I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Randy. I agree with uh, with like ninety nine point nine percent of what you said. I don't know what the point zero one is, but I didn't want to say I completely agree because it just sounds <laughs> like I'm pandering to you. But uh, it well, it is my birthday. It is your birthday. So yeah, I one hundred and fifty percent agree with you. Thank you. There's with, what I was with looking everything. For. No, uh, there is. It, when you you say kind of like a burnt sugar, I almost think of like <clears throat> a, a cotton candy is almost a too heavy 
of a of a thought to think of. But if you just like just a tiny little bit of it, because it's super airy, right? It's light and airy. If you don't take a big bite of the cotton candy, my wife loves cotton candy, but uh, it's there's there's a certain it, cotton. It's earthier than that. It's not that light, but there is a nice sweetness that spice the um, the uh, what do we do? We do uh, what are the two things for pairing, In, Randy? Intensity Remind. and flavor hook. The intensity for me is right on par. Intensity right. is right on par. And the flavor hook is that spice. I'm getting that spice from the cigar. There's a spiciness, uh, that, that black pepper. There's a little bit of uh, like just an earthiness to it. It's there's there's the fruity notes. This isn't a, a juice bomb by any means, at least as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think this pairing for me is a very enthusiastic thumbs up. I think red wine in general can be a very nice pairing. Um, for cigars and we kind of it kind of gets ignored a little bit so yeah i'm definitely going thumbs up on this one randy was that an official <laughs> thumbs up for you too well see so if we're doing the official yeah i'm also giving this pairing good a job. thumbs up i no 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 that's that's good we're about that point in the show um yeah no i'm 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 very happy to call this a thumbs up pairing uh for sure and i don't know that i've done any zins with cigars before I, I i typically thanks for that i appreciate it jordan uh i, I i'm typically a, a cab and uh and cigar guy myself, but but this Zin is working so nicely with the spiciness of the of the Sumatra wrapped uh, TAA twenty twenty. So really since cool. it is Randy's birthday, I will say that he is one year younger than me. <laughs> I look like I'm about ten years older than you. Bro. At least, at least, <laughs> oh, at least. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's a nice, that's an extra little swift kick in the uh, in the business there. I think I appreciate that. Uh, and let's go to the the resident old guy, Eric. How is your uh, whoa, how is whoa. your pairing working out for you? He's so old. I no. I before the show started, I knew I was gonna love this pairing, and I still do. So like at, the, at towards the end of this little Boris, I'm getting a distinct like um, burnt, make sure it's in my review. Burnt sugar sort of flavor and I don't mean that in a bad way I mean it in, in a good way like like the like crunch, a brulee like the crunchy <laughs> top of a a brulee or you know all right whatever you want to say but there's that crunchiness to it you know and I'm getting that in spades right now on this little Boris and the and 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 what what Pete said early in the show that the the butteriness of the Zinfandel which I always tell everybody everybody always asks me like uh, what red wine should I drink? And I always say Zinfandel. As you guys know, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm always drinking Zinfandels. But I always say, like, it has that buttery finish. And so imagine butter with, like, a, that crispy sugar. It's just a fantastic pairing. I go enthusiastically thumbs up for, for me. It's I, I love it. I mean, I love everything about this pairing. It's fantastic. I don't know why. I don't know why red wine doesn't get a you know more love as a pairing like it to me it's just it's a natural pairing and i really really dig it but it doesn't seem to get that much of uh, love jordan does it i mean no you don't hear people talk about like red wine and cigars that often and i'm not very experienced with the pairing with the red yeah. wine and cigar pairing and it is working out amazingly that i really dig in this pairing um I think that they, they both have the uh, pepper and they both have the earth. The cigar a little more on the pepper, the wine a little more on the earth. Um, the wine's bringing in more of like jammy stuff into the cigar, and the cigar's bringing a little more caramel 
into the wine, and it's uh, really digging it. This is uh, enthusiastic. Jordan, when you say Earth, what do you mean when you say Earth? Because people will say, like, what is he talking about, Earth? I would I would describe it as, like, if you open up a bag of uh, gardening soil and you stick your nose in there, like, that's that's exactly what you're going to get. Now, now, Randy, there's a term for that. I always called it loamy, but you said I was wrong. What is it? Well, in, in the sensory world, it would be called geosmin. Uh, which is uh, which is uh, damp, damp earth. It's the the smell that you smell emphatically when you, after a first rain when you go outside and the, and and you just smell that real earthy, uh, almost to the point of Geo-shit. mushroomy uh, uh, character. It, that, that's the compound. It's um, it's a no, sorry, it's, 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 it, it's, it, it's a beer. It's a beer. It's a beer. Well, you gotta have you gotta have a, a word to put on it. I don't know where I got loamy. I don't even know what loamy is now. <laughs> I know I've used it. But I don't think I'm using it right. <laughs> That's like more sandy, right? A little more sandy it, it, lo- soil. Yeah, lo- loamy soil w- w- would be sandier. But but yeah, that that like forest, that forest, you know, mulch kind kind of uh, aroma. I think Jordan, you did a great job just saying, you know, potting soil when when you fresh open the yeah. bag and it's got that kind of moisture to it. Uh, it it's kind of heavy. Uh, uh, richness to it but but it's funny that you that you say eric that uh you know that red wine is an un underappreciated under talked about pairing opportunity because that's literally one of the points i was going to make about sumatra that sumatra wrapper is is so under uh referenced mm-hmm. when when we you know i you guys know me i watch all the cigar uh programs and everything and everyone always focuses on you know, you know the buzzworthy worthy you know you've got your Mexican San Andreas, your Broadleaf, you, you've got your Havano, um, and, and you just don't hear people re- reference Sumatra as one of the top tier rappers uh, very, very frequently. But if you, if you, you know, as we have here with Pete ten, tonight, list off the portfolio of cigars that he's used with it, they're, they're all, you know, it's a star-studded cast of cigars that use this wrapper. Um, so it's, I, I think it's a fun kind of combination that, that we are doing that with red wine today. Hey, Pete, uh, before we yeah. before we go, uh, so the boys, uh, Robbie and Randy, are this is the, the first episode of the the Odyssey portion where we cover Sumatra rapper. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are they to expect as they go through with different pairings? So we'll probably have a spirit, we'll probably have a beer, we'll probably ha- we might have a non-alcoholic drink. I don't know what uh, Robbie and Randy have planned, but what might they expect as they dive into the Sumatra wrapper with pairing with, you know, different alcohols and other drinks? Well, I mean, I, I switched to a, a um, an Italian Sangiovese, which is, you know, very similar to the Zimbandel grape, right? Um, and I'm smoking a seventh Kappa that happened to be a little bit on the drier side in my humidor, but uh, because of it, I've actually I've actually gotten this crazy, almost salted caramel. Mm. Wow! Note to it, it's got the pepper, but there's like this salted caramel because I think the dryness on on the wrapper brings up that that kick of of spice to where it almost seems like it's a little too salty, and so it's making my mouth like salivate, obviously like a bar peanuts, right? So that's why it's good to have the wine next to you to yeah. kind of fresh, right? Well, before before we completely get into the full uh, wine down here, I, I would love to j- just ask Pete, you know, you know, briefly, uh, you know, obviously I have zero experience blending, but in in my my understanding of the the components of a cigar, um, 
the binder is typically, you know, discussed and thought of as adding combustibility and, you know, potentially so, so uh, a secondary uh, flavor component. What is it about the, the double binder that you've latched onto and, you know, you made the, the statement that you use a double binder on every single thing you, you uh, blend? Why is that? Well, I mean, it's a, it's an old Cuban thing, but that's really a Garcia thing, too. Um, so since day one, we've had double binders on every cigar. And it's really about, um, you know, you need to have the the kind of neutral binder in there for combustibility. But you have to have a dominant binder that will give you a little bit more structure and also a little bit more flavor and complexity. So, so you never so do it's, the, it's, the same uh, tobacco as both binders. There are always going to be two different binders? Yeah. Two different binders, uh, except for from the odd case of where I use uh, tobacco from all the same farm and it happens to be the same varietal. Then that then I'm just blending by plot. Okay. But, uh, it, but it'll be different primings, I, I assume. To, different to primings. There's neutral version. Different primings, and it's something that... that that uh, you know, I've learned from Pepina Jaime, and, and over the years of tasting a lot of cigars, we try to avoid having the wrapper be the same uh, varietal as the same as the dominant binder. Okay. Interesting. Is, is there a, a dominant binder that you feel goes better with Sumatran? Uh, I won't tell you. <laughs> mm. Oh, pardon me. Okay. Got into a proprietary uh, portion it, of the it, conversation. Industry secret, Randy. Industry yeah. secret. What I can tell you is, it's not Sumatra. <laughs> so, but but the answer is yes. There 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 is specific uh, tobacco varietals that that you think really emphasize or, or or pair well with Sumatra. Yeah, I mean, I mean, over the years though, if you think about it, if let's go back into like Punch and Hoyo, um, they used to swap out the binders and the wrappers constantly and they would switch to a Sumatra wrapper and they'd use a broadleaf binder or they'd use a broadleaf wrapper with a Sumatra binder. Um, so those work well with each other, especially with the sweetness from the broadleaf. Um, but we usually use a Criollo and Corojo for, for binders. Okay. We tend to stick with the Cuban seeds. The occasional twist in the bunch would be where we use like San Andreas as one of the binders under a, uh, a Connecticut, uh, Ecuador shade wrapper. Negotiant, man. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, can we talk about that just real quick before the show ends? Like, uh, that to me is a, was a total shocker like that, that sort of idea of the Mexican San Andreas underneath the Connecticut shade, like Holy Pete, cow. like I, when we talked to, I think where, where are we talking to been done for years. I know, I know, but at the same time, it also hasn't in the sense that it seemed like it was new when you guys did the negotiation and it's like, done, I, but it hasn't been marketed that way. Yeah. I remember right. talking that, to that I, yeah, Macanudo. Yeah. Macanudo. I, I remember talking to Dan Welsh in Colorado at Rocky Mountain Scarfest and he was just going on and on and on and on about this. And you know how Don, Dan can talk. Like, he can talk a lot. <laughs> and and it was great. Like, And then when we finally had that cigar, I was like, oh, my God, I, lo- I, I love this. It's just so good. Like, it adds something to it. Turns it into something that you were not expecting. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a binder that's been used for a long time. Uh, Macanudo uh, used it. Uh, 
Davidoff obviously has used it a lot. I think it was it, the inspiration actually, I think might've even come Dan and Casey were smoking a uh, year of the whatever from right, Davidoff right. and, and they looked it up and, and the binder happened to be San Andreas. Um, they brought it to me and kind of knew the history of it, but I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, but I tried it and I was like, wow, okay, that's good. Right. <laughs> so sometimes you just say, okay, yeah, that works. Right. All right, Pete. So we've got, we've got the Boris coming. That's going to be a Ecuadorian Carla, Sumatra wrapper, Carla. right? Carla. Yeah. No, the Carla. Very similar, very similar wrapper to uh, the TAA that you're seeing. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So that's coming up that we can look for that in October. I'm going to put you on the spot with two questions. Which one? one? I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> two questions. You, you froze up there. <laughs> I, well, I, I beg your pardon. Okay, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. Two questions. The first question is, what is in, if you've got a music background, what's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to? <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Cuban music. You know, I'm stuck at home in Miami. Uh, surrounded by a, a, a large Cuban family, and uh, it's just become part of my my thing. And then we become friends uh, with a, a Cuban artist by the name of Chacal, and I think he does a really good job. So I've been listening to a lot of Chacal lately. Awesome, that's cool. Yeah. So we we do like we've done with the dojo. We've had different playlists that we've made available to people. Uh, through like we we do a, a cigar barbecue is is something that we do. Would you be interested in contributing to a playlist of some Cuban music? Because uh, I I, yeah, I know I'll, nothing I'm about gonna, Cuban I'm music. I'm gonna ask to request help from my my lovely wife. <laughs> I don't, I don't care where it comes from, man. If you if you you supply it to us, we'll we'll put it out there as like maybe like a tatuaje playlist. That might be kind of fun. I'll 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 help contribute as much as possible. But I I've realized. Uh, being part of this Cuban family, there are certain Cuban people that we're not allowed to like anymore because they're. Oh, well, they, <laughs> I mean, the politics of the being a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would that could be kind of fun because I, I know nothing. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I know nothing about Cuban music. I I I know the Cuba, a little bit about Cuban food, but uh, <laughs> nothing about Cuban music. So that would be a lot of fun. My next question, and you have to answer this. Like, there's no there's no way around it. Yeah. Of all the cigars that you've made, I know people have asked you this before. What's your favorite? I will always tell people that my Desert Island cigar will be the Havana Cazadori. Havana Cazadori. All right. Yeah, the the made in Miami, uh well, no matter where it's made, just as long as I have them my my portfolio. Uh, something about the blend, the size, that's the that's the one that, that if they said you got one, that's the one. That's the one. All right. Yeah. That's that's the one that resonates with you. Ready All right, since, since you put him on the spot, I, I I've got one for you, Pete. And you you and I had spoke about this a little bit on on a different uh, Zoom call we've been on before. Uh, that was uh, when we talked about the the scotch. Yeah, yeah, it was probably On's birthday. Yeah. That was On's birthday. We it was On's birthday. It was On's birthday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. On um, Van is a he's a he's a, one of the brand managers. He might be the, 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 the main brand manager. He's a for, senior brand manager for uh, over so that, the that over the legal line. About. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that being said, um, uh, CQ2, uh, as you know, as you mentioned, it was a mission cigar. Um, 
you know, exclusive originally. I've heard a lot of uh, people go back and forth about which one they preferred. A lot of people said, you know, a revisionist memory history of flavor always cracks me up. It's just like, oh, it used to be better. Uh, it is, it's such a co- common thing. Um, and, and you actually, yeah, you actually, I, I, if I remember correctly, indicated that the CQ2 was the exact same uh, blend as CQ1. Is that, do I remember that correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tobacco's changed, though. I mean, but it's different that's, years, why, right? yeah. that's why I don't like Cuban cigars like I used to in the early 90s. Oh. Tobacco's change. Um, it's the same on paper. Yeah. Obviously, tobaccos, you know, have different characteristics from year to year, and we try to make it as close as possible. But for me to, you know, for me to taste it, and for me to taste a fresh CQ1 when it first came out, it the CQ2 reminisced for me, like very, it touched close to home. But to be absolutely accurate, you'd have to get in in the DeLorean and go you back in time. capacitor, yeah. With, with <laughs> the fresh one and actually go back to when we produced the CQ1 and go, let me see how they are compared to each other. That's right. the only way. Um, that's why I always like get a kick out of like, you know, when I re-release something there, everybody's always like, well, the first one was better <laughs> and I smoked one last week and I know it, it was better. I'm like, yeah, but you, you smoked one that was six years old. Right. So how do you really know? <laughs> it's true. Like I, I was, I was one of those when, when the CQ2 came out, I never like reviewed it officially or anything, but when I smoked it, I was like, well, it's a good cigar. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But it wasn't quite on par with the first one. But you're right. It's there's so many things that go into, uh, and we talked about this earlier, flavor, memory, and things of that nature that 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 really kind of spark that memory for you. And it's like, well, I remember this being better than this. Well, it's because like I remember it was my me being 12 was better than me being 26 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? you like, say that again. There's, and, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. True. I tell I you. I peaked at 12, 1989, <laughs> like my best, except for the earthquake. Other than that, I was great. But, uh, well, dude, was... 89, 89, I was graduating high school. This is what 50 looks like, by the way. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You're doing pretty good. If I'm, I'm already look older than you, so we're... Well, <laughs> uh, uh, December 7th, 1970, so this is my 50th year. Yeah. That's so I it. have a couple new 50th cigars coming out, actually. So you got a whole bunch of stuff coming out that's exciting. Uh, Pete, thanks for, for taking the time to hang out with us. Really appreciate it. No, you're uh, welcome. Thank you. This was a blast. Thank you for turning us on to this uh, red wine pairing that we had never done before, and uh, at least on a show anyway. And it, I think it based on some of the comments I saw pop up on the screen, there was a lot of folks that were had been pairing with cabs, and now they're, they're realizing that uh, Zins are, are a... a a wine that you can really pair well with cigars. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Really appreciate you hanging out. Uh, Eric, what's coming up for Smoke Night Live on Friday? Ah, Smoke Night Live. We are super excited. So as you know, uh, we've been doing this huge contest. It's Summer Cigars 2020. You could win, Jordan. Jordan. What? You could win a Winador. You could win a... Alec Bradley Rabbit Air Purifier, or oh. 
Another Alec Bradley Rabbit Air Pure. There's three grand prizes, Alec Jordan. And so here's the thing. You just got to post something that catches our attention on the Dojoverse or the Dojo app or Twitter, Facebook, whatever, with hashtag Summer Cigars 2020. Some so good on, ones have been rolling in. Some it, good entries. We've been getting some good entries at the very end here. Some good entries. But uh, on Friday, Alec Rubin, uh, no, I'm sorry, Alan Rubin. <laughs> Alec Rubin. Alec Rubin. <laughs> that was the wine talking. Alan, <laughs> Alan Rubin will be joining us to pick the winners. And then uh, after that, uh, Camacho's George Ramy will be on. We'll be talking about the new Camacho Nicaraguan for the remainder of the show. So we'll have two guests on Friday. It should, should be a lot of fun. But uh, make sure to get those entries in, Jordan. you got to get those. Get a couple you days. You can't on, guys. win if you don't enter. That's the thing. You got this. So there you go. Now, Randy, if you and I enter, we still can't win. You can get a participation uh, I was award about to say, sort. I, it, I just want to make that clear. I, I participate. I feel like I <laughs> earned this. That, that's all that really matters. Yeah, they, they. I, love, I love that that trophy is within arm's reach <laughs> yeah, no matter right. what has happened. That is fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's, it's my, my camera has frozen. What are we, what are, what are we doing next Wednesday night? What's the, what's the next? So, so I'll tell you, because of my wonderful partner's uh, uh, baseball schedule. As, yeah, uh, I've, I've been MIA, boys. So yeah. rude. I have not posted in the Dojoverse for like a week. It's, it's, been, it's been rough. But uh, Randy and I are going to uh, powwow after this. We will get everything kind of dialed in. We can tell Randy. You can tell them what the cigars are, and we'll let everybody know what the pairing is. Yeah. Uh, as we go. Yeah. So as we continue our uh, odyssey through the Sumatran wrapper cigars, uh, obviously um, another uh, another shout out to Pete Johnson for coming on and uh, talking with us a little bit about this wrapper. We will go from the Tatuaje TAA 2020. Um, the next three cigars, in no specific order, are going to be the Oliva V um, Melanio. We will be smoking the Ashton Virgin Sun Grown. And we will also be smoking the one and only Cigar Dojo collaboration with Drew Estate uh, Undercrown Sun Grown Dogma. Uh, which is a uh, pretty exciting cigar. Obviously, anybody watching, hopefully you, you saw that these cigars uh, launched on the 30th. There were some great giveaways. Uh, very excited to bring on another cigar collaboration uh, with Cigar Dojo for the show. And uh, we're excited about continuing on to keep talking about the flavors of this wrapper. Beautiful. Uh, one thing, Pete, I will say, while you're still here, I see you're taking uh, – headphones out but you can still hear me no no i can uh, hear you I, I just switched this uh the trick the, is to use one at a time that's right you gotta love those apple products baby <laughs> i support it um there has there has never been as far as i know a dojo and tatuaje collab people have been people clamoring have been clamoring for it there's been a lot of comments i have no dog in this fight I am a dojo, uh, I guess you'd say employee. I'll use the air quotes. Uh, and cause, cause I don't do anything. I guess that's why I use the air quotes, but it, it's, that would be something that people would love. Maybe we can look forward to that. Hopefully soon. That would be kind of great. Just I'm planting seeds. Rob, you're just making it happen. So, like it's, it's a thing now. We, we talked, <laughs> we actually, we actually briefly talked about this on our, uh, our, Herf that we did with Alec and and Bradley and John Huber and Nick Melillo. Uh, Eric was on with us. What was it called again? I was, a JR I was thinking a 
you you had asked that me that was a big JR thing, right? Yeah, I no. thought I thought you were talking about like what would we do if we all did it together, and I was saying Hedrix is like a three headed monster, but I can imagine a Grand Cajono being like a King Kong. Like, I don't know. I got I love King Kong. I'm a King <laughs> Kong guy. Maybe it's King Kong, King Kong Jordan. Godzilla, six by you know, something like that. You know, I mean, come maybe, on. maybe a Mothra. We yeah, Mothra. Mothra, whatever. I mean, does King Kong qualify as a monster? Of course Absolutely. he does. I, I won't say I won't say no. But, <laughs> I, I, but I, no. I, no, I won't say no, but, uh, but let me get through September 9th, if that's the deadline. Uh, let me negotiate, uh, you know, or wheeled my way through the FDA filings. And then uh, if something comes up, that's fun. But who would it be through? Like, wow. I know you guys always choose different retailers. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be Smokin'. It could be Famous. It could be JR. It could be Cigars International. It could be Atlantic. It could be Neptune. We'll just spin the wheel, baby. I mean, we, we spin the wheel, and, like, the greatest retailer in the world just pops up. It doesn't matter. That actually that actually might be cooler. If we, yes. <laughs> I, might th- I, might, I, might, I might actually think about it if you spin the wheel. I will do, <laughs> the, I will do that. I, I will do that. I have no issue doing that. That would be amazing. No, All but right. people so, people uh, have been asking for that forever. I mean, come on, let's let's get this thing yeah. going. Why why wouldn't it? Two powerhouses, absolutely. So uh, now that we've got that set, Eric, I will take my fifteen percent. Yes. And from <laughs> damn, I, I need to re- renegotiate my contracts. <laughs> And, and, and with with all that said, Pete, it's been a blast. You're always fun awesome. to talk to. You're absolutely one of my favorites. It is no Mount Rushmore. Yeah. When you look at my Mount Rushmore, it is Pete and Dion and Pete and Dion. And <laughs> those, that is, uh, uh, there's, our, our good friend Chris Flood created a graphic. It lives on uh, on the, the, the Dojo Verse. So it is. Oh, I have to is, see uh, that. I really appreciate you being here, man. It's a lot of fun. You make oh, fantastic you. cigars. Thank you for taking the time. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate all you guys, what you guys do too. So uh, keep doing it. And uh, man, I, I have to say one thing about parents. You never know what's going to work and trust your palate. Um, this is fun. We did. We had a, I thought we had a good parent, but you know, nine times out of 10, it's not going to work for most people. So just trust your flavor profile and find something you love. If you're drinking cab with cigars, keep drinking cab. Uh, just enjoy cigars. At the end of the day, just enjoy cigars. Awesome. Well said. Well the, said. Yeah, the, man, the, awesome. the best cigar that you're smoking is the one that's in your hand, and the best pairing that you're having is the one that you're smoking right now. So, Pete, really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody in the Dojoverse for checking us out. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you all next week as the Odyssey continues.